0: Hi, this is Cinder Williams, and I am extremely blessed to tell you about a new book on survival called Faith, Failure, and Success, Volume 2, Surviving the Storm. Erica Summers, Martha Chavez, Latriza Rice, Nicole Reed, Vanya Hudson, and I have come together to share our deepest, darkest challenges with you and how we overcame. Please check it out on Amazon.com and wherever books are sold. Linda Williams here, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 12 of the PPC Podcast. Lately, I've been living my life very freely. I've been trusting in God's timing. And on that note, let's get on with it. I am a Torian, and we are known for our patience it's true I'm able to breathe deeply and wait and wait and wait but there often comes a time when I am tired of waiting but life couldn't care less sometimes I just have to keep on smiling Continue moving forward and living in a proactive way because my timing is not always God's timing. Well, my guest today, actress, music producer, and mom, understands all about the prudence of waiting on the right timing. I'll let her tell you all about it. Everybody, introducing Nakia Bryant Sakula. Nakia Brian sakula welcome to the PPC Podcast. Thank you.
1: How are you?
0: I am so, so well and so happy to have you. Uh, everyone, Nakia uh, is, does a lot of things, but uh, I got the lesson to be able to work with her, kind of, uh, in a movie. We were in a movie together, but she was in a different part that I wasn't in. But we got to know each other and throughout the public... Uh, publicity for the project we're really getting to know each other and her lovely daughter it's your daughter right
1: uh, Brooklyn yes
0: yes who had a phenomenal um yeah, Brooklyn. yeah yeah she had a really nice part so um that's how I know Nakia but there's so much more to you so like I always do I want to start in the beginning start tell me about who you were where you're from uh what your life is like in your childhood which kind of led to where you've come
1: right okay so i was i can say i can claim the entire bay area when i say that i mean i was born in san francisco at saint luke's hospital but my parents their first home they were married it was in oakland uh on 71st and uh I had, so my dad have half siblings, and the oldest one, Ronnie, is 15 years older than I am. So they had already pretty much been a little established there um, in Oakland before I was born. And so when I was four, I moved back across the Bay, um, you know, after my parents separated, uh, to Daly City until I was about 10, 11. And then I came back to Oakland with my dad. So... I, you know, I was pretty much back and forth uh, from the in the Bay Area um, as a child. Um, can I and- can I say this is a podcast, so
0: we can't they can't see you. If you guys want to see this beautiful woman, you got to come on to the radio show when we do it live. But you personify to me <clears throat> what California looks like in a black woman. You look to me like the sun kissed beauty from California. You really do. Has anyone ever told
1: you that? Uh, I don't. I probably, you know, I don't. i heard <laughs> some weird stuff, some good stuff, some creepy, you know, but I mean, overall, everyone's been really nice and, you know, to me out here in the Bay Area. I um, I graduated from San Leandro High uh, and, um, After that, you know, everyone kind of just goes their separate ways, but I kind of stuck around. And my love for, um, I I can say the arts in general, was um, probably in third grade. I had a teacher uh, who, um, you know, she was one of those teachers that was tired of me, you know, tired of me doing the destructive stuff right? and she said hey uh, let me let me give you this role we're doing a play you know we're doing this and, and my first role was uh, I was it was Snow White but I was the witch mm. and so I was all you know made up and that was the first time I had to walk down that long auditorium you know with my cane and and get to the mic with a voice and character and and then and and people loved it and I had to walk back you know I had to do it about three times I swear it was like the longest walk I had ever walked but that was pretty much the beginning and I had did little things here and there um you know my dad was a little strict but didn't really he didn't really fall into like the modeling or acting thing he just knew I had lots of lots of funny to give, I would say, and uh, we just went with the funny, you know, (laughs) we just went with the funny. And um, I was in a few groups in San Francisco, uh, like improv groups such as Lights, Camera, Action. Um, In Oakland, I was with Act Two, Um, you know, just writing and making funny. I mean, I've done jingles. I don't know if they've ever sold or anything, you know, right. But I mean, that's what we used to do. Just create, 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 create. And um, that's how it started, you know, I was about in the third grade. Wow. So your dad was really active in your creative life? In my creative life, I would say 50-50, right? Like he enjoyed okay. making him laugh, but write the pictures and... Um, so there was a film that I did with Rob and nothing happened, but in Buster Jones, the movie, I just lay there and then we just like roll over and he, you know, he still had a hard time watching that a little bit. So I I didn't really go any further than that in the career, but it's the funny, he definitely loved and appreciated, but the other, you know, the other things, he was like, oh. Yeah,
0: he's like hey, that kind of daddy that's very protective, right?
1: Yeah, my dad. Mm-hmm. and. two two, two out of three of my brothers right so I have three half brothers but two out of three of them are really 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 super protective yes
0: Mm -hmm. I understand that that's how my family is very protective I was just lucky because my father I don't know he was very open-minded about it don't get me wrong it was very embarrassing watching Mo Beta Blues with him in any of those kind of films because you know that's your daddy but he was open-minded about it so okay so you moved on, you're, you're doing your your arts, and where do you go from there?
1: Well, also a big part of that was just the idolizing of my own dad that I liked with his job and his career and what he did. So I honestly initially thought I was gonna go into that field uh, that he was in. And um, I don't know, I'm glad I kind of did it because I just realized how rough I was on my body as a kid, you know, like riding my bike, breaking bones and, uh, you know, knee injuries, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So what did your dad do? Uh, So my dad was a sergeant with the highway patrol in Oakland, but he spent the majority of his career in Oakland. So I, I grew up in that office over there on Telegraph. I mean, to the point where they had to, like, kick me out to go find stuff to do, you know, like, go do something with yourself. (laughs) I'm talking about when I was smaller, right? And so, um, you know, I always wanted, I mean, I didn't have a, you know, um, it was more so on the investigative part. I I didn't really want to be an officer, right? I didn't want to be an officer, but I wanted to, you know, do whatever else I could do without, you know, actually being an officer. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't want to do that but i did get into like investigative work or you know something like that
0: Mm -hmm. so okay so you're 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 moving
1: on you have your daughter do you have any other kids i i have a total of four (laughs) i have a total of four so brooklyn the one who's you know this Brooklyn is just super creative I don't know how she does it but she is one of three girls and I have one boy He's the youngest so he's not even two yet oh. <laughs> so yeah we're, we're still getting to know each other but yeah he's,
0: he's he'll be two in July oh wow I had no idea congratulations
1: yeah, that's why on my Instagram, I think I see, like, you see my weight fluctuate a lot. It's just that I had them in 2020 and, you know, I was, I've been progressively trying to work out and shed it all, you know, because it's, uh, it was a lot. <laughs> oh, so. mm-hmm. how, how do you feel about
0: that? Because, you know, body image in
1: California
0: is very different than, than the rest of the country that i've experienced and i've lived a lot of states i've been to a lot of places and if i'm in california i'm considered like super thick if i'm here in in uh, or where in the midwest then i'm i'm perfect you know don't don't lose any weight sister you look great Have, right. what has been your experience of body image in california because northern it might be different than southern yeah i don't
1: i haven't <laughs> spent too much time in Northern California but I mean down here in the Bay Area I I've seen so many different body types you know here in the Bay Area but as far as being in this business I know when I was working with the headbanger accessory girls I mean they just recruited so many different body types and uh, you know different looks different tones and shades um, of that nature so I can say that I've been definitely asked. The one thing I believe California, you know, they asked me to change was probably like my nose. My nose was the biggest uh, irritant for people back in the day. Um, really? Wow. I was asked to get, you no know, bigger boobs or do anything with my butt or anything like that. It's just that... <laughs> as you know whatever my nose is now at that time that still wasn't um appropriate because you know uh their version of black wasn't my version of black right so they Mm -hmm. else all the time Mm -hmm. and i say hey no hey this is me i'm you know and and it was the nose so Mm -hmm. i don't I don't know about the any, like you know any other areas i didn't have an issue with that i i definitely know there's a there is a there's a problem i think you know with um just filters on face you know just just um, feel like no uh kids don't really realize that that's not real you know yeah it's just not you can't you can't talk around it above it behind it you just have to be straight up uh, you know, uh when I show up, I have freckles on my nose, you know, I, ha- I have these freckles and they're not small, so they're big freckles, so, and, you know, I don't like those stares, like, that's not really you, you know, type of thing, but, you know, and, uh, I don't know, I just, I think it's getting better though, you know. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. So, your daughter, is her, has she experienced anything, because she's a young actress, is she having any issues with that? I mean, one thing about Brooklyn is she's very unapologetically Black. She's a young Black girl. You can tell she's Black. You know, with you and I, people get confused. Like, are you a Colombian? Are you a Puerto
1: Rican? Are you, you know? Yeah, so I grew up uh, knowing that I was considered Black Indian. So I wanted to clarify that too. Yes, I am Black. Um, However, my home also had natives inside, like my grandpa. Mm -hmm. Uh, His way of life was different. Um, Like I was trying to explain to someone the other day, you know, like my grandma was cooking chitlins, right? But my Mm -hmm. grandpa was in the corner jabbing a fork into a can of sardines. And we're like, Grandpa, you don't have to spear them out of the river anymore. They're already in a can, you just grab them. And, Mm -hmm. And there were certain things that, you know, he still held on to himself as far as culture wise. And I'll say that um, it may have been part of the reason why my grandfather, also grew up in the church with my grandma, um, a Baptist church. So, yeah, we got it in every Sunday, every, every, but he wasn't allowed to go to church. Mm. Was, my grandpa never went to church. And that could be because, you know, you don't want to their business. Or my grandma just said, I'm just not going to continue to remove whatever he's known of himself and then force another religion on another native american person and she definitely expressed that part of it to me as well so i i i am saying that out loud because that's what she told me and um you know yeah so brooklyn is uh yeah brooklyn is um She's really hiding her body, you know. She's really it's it's like a hit it's I think she's just of that hidden age some body parts, I mean of herself she really really enjoys like her eyes and stuff like that, but at home mom does not have a scale. So I don't mm-hmm. I don't tell her for her to to worry herself about, you know, every day or every week, you know, if she eats something just just stay active is my whole thing with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I,
0: I, I. One of the reasons why I left Southern California was because my daughter came home at four, saying she was fat, literally talking about being fat, and she's four years old, and I was amazed by that. I, I, I said it's time to go because I she's a beautiful young lady, but I, I didn't want her growing yeah. up uh, completely affected and, and and moved and inspired only by her physical outward beauty um because there's obviously so much more to us and we've seen plenty of pretty people that aren't the nicest folks at all um so i, I,
1: I had no female role models at all growing up all of them were men um i have one auntie and then my grandma and of course my mom but our relationship was a little different, but, but, but as far as outs, I had to seek outside role myself. So there was no one in my family who, you know, if the weight was how I saw everybody, that's what it was. You know, um, like I said, I had just brothers and uncles. I have one auntie, so I didn't, I didn't have that sort of. Um, I didn't see my mom in the mirror, you know, you know, not loving on herself. If you know what I mean, I mm-hmm. like. Clothes or makeup or hair. I didn't see her not like herself for any reason at all. Mm-hmm. Um, neither did I see my auntie do that. So I didn't, that's just not what I saw. You know, I, um, I that, that's just something that my daughters are like learning from me from the first time, you know. So I, um, mm-hmm. why, yeah, which is why I just don't have a scale. I don't have a scale and I don't want Brooklyn to worry at all about her weight.
0: Right right
1: so okay so what is
0: going on with you right now what are you doing okay so we
1: do have the thirst happening right now uh um robert parham's film he is uh getting ready to we're in production um but he just filmed i think in the beginning of the year and now we're gonna get started with other parts now and we also have um mad as hell the one that you are starring in and let me tell everyone out there i still have these shoes that cinda wore of mine (laughs) they're in vegas and her feet hurt i was like cinda i have another pair of flip flops in my car so Um, and I am getting my own companies, uh, going Studio K Productions, um, which I will provide a lot of writing and talent out of, as well as create my own content, um, that I've just been holding on to, you know, I've been holding on to it for a very long time. So now I'm going to just start putting it together and putting it out. Good, good. What made you just make that decision? I've I've been wanting to do this for a very very long time. So, uh, it's really all about timing, and of course, mo- you know, money, of course. But it's it's all about timing. If had I done this even ten years ago, I would have completely flip flopped and failed. You know. Um, Whatever I was trying to do back then, because I have, I, I mean, you know what they say, uh, um, actors go to like 500 auditions, you know, before, I, I mean, I've been to like 5,000, you know, um, pl- this all over the place, just trying to, you know, just learn, because I love to learn. Um, I love to learn and then teach others. So, yeah. Um, what else is happening? I also do music. I am doing music. I think I talked to you a little bit about that as well. So I do have it here with me that I am working on. I have a few, um, a few weeks ago, I did a, a short film collaboration, a horror film with Kami with her in motion theater. So I'm just rearranging things so that I can really zone in and put the the effort into it that needs to be well, it sounds like you're you're doing a lot of wonderful
0: things. And I can't wait to talk to you more on March 30th on the PPC radio show on www.thegrownfolksradio from 223 Eastern. I'm really excited to see you then and um, hear more from you that we we touched on quite a few topics that could be an interesting continuing conversation um you're going to meet uh shelly shell williams my co-host and the disco and i and we're going to have a lot of fun so yep. thank you so much for your time today and i look forward to hearing more from you nakia you're a beautiful person thank you so much for being on the show
1: thank you cinda
0: I will never forget when my mother got pregnant with my baby sister, Sadika. I was 15 years old and had been recruited to handle a lot of the housework and and taking care of my baby sister, Monica. And if I'm gonna be honest, I was devastated because my plan was to go to Atlanta to my dream school, Spelman. I knew that that dream was over. I had to stay and help my mother. I had to wait to leave home. There was another time when I was Miss Ball State and I was going for Miss Indiana. Unfortunately, one of the judges was against a woman of color representing Indiana and sabotaged my chances of winning by giving me a score of zero to ruin my chances to go to Miss America. I thought at the time that Miss America would make me a star, but no. Again, I had to wait. Eventually, I did move on and I did go on to have a blessed career. But it wasn't where and when and how I wanted. My life is run by God's time. Who knows the road I may have ended up on if I'd had my way. All I know is I have learned that the best of life happens. When I don't push for my way, I prepare, plant seeds, and cultivate them in all the areas of my life. Then God takes it all into the right direction. Lakia is correct, it is all about the timing. Well, that's it for another PPC podcast. Thank you to Nakia Bryant-Sakula for taking the time to join me. To hear more from her, join us Wednesday, March 30th from 2 to 3 Eastern on the PPC Radio Show on www.thegrownfolksradio.com. Thank you to my super producer and beat maker, DJ Kid Disco. Be well. God bless. Until next time. That's a wrap. 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 A
1: oh. powerless
0: yeah. Don't you, oh. me oh. yeah. P-P-C-A, a power for you, to yeah. a you, yeah. a you, yeah. This is Cinda, and I want to tell you about the PPC Radio Show. Every Wednesday from 2 to 3 Eastern, DJ Kid Disco, Shelly Shell Williams, and I sit down and talk with wonderful guests from all over the world. We talk about how to survive healing your heart and everything in between. So go to www.thegrownfolksradio.com to listen in, or you can watch us live on Facebook or YouTube. That's the PPC Radio Show from 2 to 3 Eastern. See you there.